You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a satellite sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. We're so happy to be with you today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer. I'm a producer. I'm a podcaster. I'm the youngest sister. And I have the question of the day. What fashion trend would you never want to come back again? Uh, Jewel, what do you think? Hey, this is Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas, and that's an easy answer, Leanne. Tube tops, okay? Please, please, (laughs) just say no to tube tops, okay? All right? They need to die, okay? There's a lot of midriff action going on, Yeah, uh, but uh, tube tops, got to (laughs) go. Liz? Oh, this is Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I'm in Bend, Oregon today. Uh, I'm a podcaster and a marketer. Okay, let me think about that, Leanne. I think it's got to be, when I'm going back in the 80s in my mind, it was all about the baggy jeans, but the baggy jeans are really just like big pleats around your waist. And I'm just not thinking that would be a flattering look, really on most postmenopausal women. Yes. The extra <laughs> the extra belly focus, no, no. So, uh, so I would say baggy jeans, Leanne. Okay. Oh, those are both horrific trends and I applaud you. But I got an email newsletter yesterday from a brand that I follow and guess what they were taunting, uh, touting, taunting. Taunting may be right, Let's yeah. taunt it. Stirrup pants. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. No one wants those back. And they're like, come on. They're kind of cute. They're kind of cute. That No. Mm, I don't no. know. It's a nice smooth line. It felt like the nice smooth line, you know? But it was the stirrup that was the problem. It was, yeah. And if you tuck them in that to boots, that's fine. But this was untucked to I don't know. I can't I can't go back there, Liz. I can't go back there, Joel. I had them I had them in the nineties. I we all did, and I don't want to go back there. All right, but uh we are gonna talk about a few things today where we do wanna go back to. Uh Let's see. Um, Julie, you have some interesting information on um, the difference AI is going to make in the college admissions process. Right, so. right. Robots are taking over, okay? <laughs> Just it's all about robots, okay? <laughs> is it, though? Because I have quite a few stories about wild animals, and they're also <laughs> oh, taking over. Okay. So I, I'm glad to see that in their... I'm picking in the in the battle between wild animals and robots. I'm taking wild animals. Uh, Liz, you have some exciting news about the big fun weekend. We're going to talk about. I do. Yes, yes. You know, can okay. you believe? I mean, we're kind of, it's only like a month away now. It's yeah, exciting. it's pretty exciting. Gary, it's exciting. pretty exciting. But first, Liz, it was your birthday this week. So happy birthday! It was your birthday yesterday? Um, yeah. what, yeah. what what what'd you do? What what'd you do for your birthday? What'd you have going on? There? Well. I got a lot, you know, it's the best day of the year on Facebook, especially in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So thank you to everyone who left special notes and gifts and all kinds of things for me. Um, I didn't, what did I do that was so, I'm here in Bend, Oregon, just kind of chilling out. So when I'm in Bend and I'm chilling out, you know what I do? I, uh, I read the local alternative weekly, which I just find to be another world you know uh-huh. yeah it, i love it, i love alternative. and it seems like in bend oregon it might really be alternative soon oh, I, yes. I, i'm just guessing okay <laughs> having been to bend checked out the scene there yes okay it, it seems okay. alternative to begin with so <laughs> yes uh, yes yeah. actually it's funny you say that because I, I have a couple of things from this week's it's called the source here in bend so from this week's the source starting of course with astrology uh, uh, because all weeklies always have sort of a, you know, inspirational hippie astrology. It's not like, here's what's going to happen to you. So I thought I would just start by sharing uh, astrology for all three of us. Uh, so, oh, good. Oh, uh, fun. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm a Virgo. So it says, in honor of the Virgo birthday season, I invite you to be exceptionally distinctive and singular in the coming weeks even idiosyncratic and downright incomparable. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, what does that really mean? Does that mean you sure you just be selfish for the next <laughs> month? Is that, 
<laughs> I, I don't know, but I like the language of it. It's the, the astrologers are just inviting me to be exceptional. It's not, it's not a prediction that I am going to be exceptional. Okay. It's, you know, so, and, and they always provide a little literary quote in this particular astrology column. So here's mine for this month. Read every day something no one else is reading. Think every day something no one else is thinking. Do every day something no one else would be silly enough to do. It is bad for the mind to continually be part of unanimity. Okay. okay. So I'm just warning you, sisters. I'm busting out. I'm busting out. Okay. That's what and it she is. doesn't care about us either, Leanne. That's it. <laughs> that's what that's what her. You're yeah. reading told it's her to do. Singular, Julie. Yes, I, well, that word singular is pretty powerful. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Leon, you are a Pisces. Now, this struck me as, I think this guy, Rob, who writes the astrology, um, he totally gets you because he starts with a quote from poet W.H. Auden, Auden, however you pronounce that. Um, and I thought, okay, as a writer, you would appreciate this. But it also did capture your spirit. He said, among those who, whom I like or admire, I can find no common denominator. But among those whom I love, I can. All of them make me laugh. Well, oh, all right. Yeah. I think right. that's totally that's you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Leanne has a very deep and great sense of humor. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And, yes. you know, and it says, use your imagination to dream up ways you can place yourself in situations where this magic will unfold. Mm. Okay. So let the magic unfold, Lee, and go for it. <laughs> Every day, Liz. Every day. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Making magic happen. Okay. okay. Now, Julie, you're a cancer, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. So the, the uh, hippie astrology says, I offer this to you now, Cancerian, because the coming months will bring you into connection with an abundance of like-minded people who are working to create the same kind of world you are. Are you ready to enjoy the richest social life ever? Yes, I, I am. <laughs> you know I want to get is? out of my closet. Yeah. Yes. You know what this is, Julie? This is what? a big fun weekend. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is, Liz. There it is. <laughs> you you are coming into a connection with an abundance of like-minded people at the Big Fun Weekend. I know that's what. Anyway. So. I, that is, like, strangely perfect, Liz. Good. I love okay. it. All right. Moving on to the Alternative Weekly. There was, uh, you know, they always have more interesting than usual event listings, you know, stuff that's happening in the town. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. Like, here's a basic one. Julie, I thought of you with this one, too, because you've recommended this on Satellite Sisters. Forest bathing. Yes. All uh, right. So September 9th, you missed it. It was International Forest Bathing Day. Oh, shoot. So this is in the listed in the, the events, you know. And so they were doing guided forest bathing walks. So anyway, but so we missed that already. But I am going to highlight two uh, that are listed here. One that I would never in a million years do, and another one that sounds delightful. So let's start with the one I would never in a million years do. And Liam, Liam, this one made me think of you. You will see why. So this event, which is Saturday, October 21, so there's still plenty of time to sign up. It's called Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Carry on, Liz. Yes. With the world authority in fire walking. So this guy's name is David Frabakias or something. Mm -hmm. So, But here's what's unique about this. It's, uh, I mean, fire walking, we've all seen it. And you had a heinous experience with fire walking yourself. I did. I had an incredibly bad pro professional experience. I did not do it. I was filming like a corporate retreat where they made everyone fire walk. And guess what happened? Everyone burned their feet. And so we got it all on tape and it became part of a lawsuit. Anyway. So. Okay. See, but here's what this guy has figured out that uh, obviously that corporate retreat hadn't figured out. The reason it's called fire and ice is because it's fire walking and ice baths together. 
Ah, there you so, go. So you do the fire walking, then you have the ice bath, and that inspires breakthroughs in your personal and professional arenas. It awakens into intimacy with your partner. It drives financial prosperity and it unifies your team. So I guess it keeps your feet from burning by getting directly into the ice bath. So that is. But you still have to go in the fire first. Liz. I know. That's, that's, I know. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. You know, that's hey. why it's a big no for me, Julie. Okay. Fire, okay. Fire and ice. No, that is the one I'm not doing. And by the way, it costs 249 bucks. So oh. no, thank you. But then at a much lower key, much more Bend, Oregon kind of spirit, then there was this one. You know, there's a big, beautiful theater downtown called The Tower, and they do all kinds of interesting things, concerts and screenings and things. So this one, now to me, this just sounds fine. And this is this Friday night uh, at The Tower Theater. It is a full screening of Napoleon Dynamite, followed by a moderated discussion with fan-favorite cast members' sisters. Oh, that's that fun. That's oh, fun. Hader, Efren Ramirez, and John Grease. That is the kind of movie where you want to talk to the cast after the movie. Sure. Well, how about that? What are so, they all doing in Bend, Oregon? Do they all live there? I'm guessing they tour with this gig, Julie. This oh, is my thought. Okay, okay. This is oh. my thought. That That's why I wanted to mention it. You could probably find this in your town somewhere at some point. But uh, this Friday night, it's going to be here in Bend, Oregon. Napoleon Dynamite cast, fan favorite cast members. <laughs> I, I think that sounds super relaxing. Right. So. And it seems like you can keep your shoes on for that. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Way better than fire walking or um, the, uh, the ice baths. Okay. So that brings me to a related health trend I was reading about. Because, you know, the ice baths, they're, and I'm not poo-pooing it. I know that they work for, for people. So, but they're in that same category with like the infrared saunas, the ice bath, some of that stuff I have not tried and don't really understand. But the new head of that list for me, this was a story that I read in The Athletic, which is now basically the sports department for the New York Times. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in The Athletic, they had a big story about how the new trend in fitness for professional athletes is mouth taping. Mouth, mm -hmm. mouth mm -hmm. taping in case you yes. didn't. Yes, taping over your mouth. Yes. So, so here's the thing. So this was a story. So it featured Erling Holland, who is a striker for Man City, and Ego Swatek, who you know. Yes. Course. Yes, she's, she's one of the best tennis players in the world. Yeah, Grand yes. Slam champion. Yes. Yes. So, so what these athletes are doing is they're practicing um, not sleeping with their mouths taped because you have to train your body to breathe through your nose. And then some of them are doing like workouts with their mouths taped, which, okay, I, let me just, I'm going to quote a few of the experts on this. He said, we've been, this is guy, Patrick McKeon. He is a, he is an international breath training yeah. coach. So there you go. So we've been taping mouths for 25 years. And here, here's the key. This made me laugh. He recommends using a tape that doesn't cover your lips, but surrounds them, bringing the lips together. <laughs> Okay. I was going to ask what kind of tape. Are we talking duct tape? Are we talking masking tape, scotch tape? Or, you know, what What kind of tape are we talking about? Yeah, you know, I, was aboard, tape. I was imagining just duct tape across the mouth, you know, like you're some kind of kidnap. Hostage. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. But so here's the thing. He says during rest when you breathe. So this is taping your mouth closed at night when you're sleeping you get a better recruitment of the diaphragm. And the diaphragm breathing muscle provides stabilization for the spine. So it reduces lower back pain. It does all this other stuff. So that's why you do it. And your breathing is slower with nasal breathing too. So that helps provide a relaxation response. And he felt like this was particularly good for helping people with anxiety and panic disorder. Okay, Patrick, I'm just going to say one thing that would give me panic disorder is taping my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just can't even imagine that. Uh, I think we should try it. I think we should just try it and walk around. Okay, well, I have a recommendation for you specifically, Julie. Uh -huh. So 
So here's the thing. I took this kind of personally because this McKeon says that mouth breathers never reach their full potential. So, I was a little hurt by that. So, But you may know this because you follow tennis so closely. So last month, four-time Grand Slam champion tennis player Iga Swatek, she was pictured hitting balls on a practice court with her mouth taped shut. Did you see yes. that online? I did. Of course, I did see that. And of course, I've thought... Hmm, maybe I should do that. Maybe that yeah. will make the difference with my backhand. Well, according to her fitness trainer, it just might make that 1% difference that an elite athlete really needs. So I would just ask you, is 1% really going to do it for you? <laughs> I'm laughing, Liz. I am laughing. No, no, no. I'm definitely in the double digits. You know, but the, almost but the, the triple is- digits. He said the point is to make everything harder for you so it's like you're doing endurance training, but you don't have to run as far or as fast because you're just breathing harder. So whatever. So this is, Julia, you know, I just think this is something you should introduce to your tennis team and see how that goes. Okay. I have to jump in here. (laughs) This is literally yogic breathing. Oh, really? There's absolutely nothing new about this. Yes. Do you tape your mouth in yoga? No, you don't. What's going on over you? You You close your mouth. You just keep your mouth closed. I don't understand why you would have to tape it. And it's yogic breathing. You breathe in and run around. It's the the running running. around. You can't do that. You have to open up. You're gonna. You're gonna. Gonna be breathing. Try it. You could do it. I mean, you do it during yoga, and you're working out aerobically. I'm I'm telling you, you could absolutely train yourself to do this without taping your mouth. Okay, hundred percent yogic breathing, breathing in and out through your nose, breathing slowly. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, next family reunion, we are not going to play pickleball. We are going to have a breathing contest. That <laughs> is what we're going to have. Uh, we are going to have a breathe off. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Most of our family has such bad allergies they cannot breathe in and out through their nose. No, so that's no. the key for our family. But I, you know in. what it says that they said the goal is to create quote greater air hunger ah that's some air hunger <laughs> anyway just thought it the idea of running around on a tennis court with my mouth taped shut just is it's appalling in every way so. now, if, but if i could play like ega i would be happy to do that okay. I, if right. I thought i would get any results okay well as long as i we've I, we're, we're um offering opinions this is i want to ask you what you two think of what the new york times is reporting as one of the latest um, trends in wellness and travel. And that is that spas and resorts are offering programs that are targeting perimenopausal and menopausal women. Okay, here are the facts. Listen to this fact. 1.1 billion women by 2025 will be experiencing hormonal changes. (laughs) (laughs) That is a lot of head flashes. That is scary. That is going to be, that's, that is not good for the world. Okay. Is it? It's not. Well, it is what it is. Yes, it is what it is. Okay. So the spa, that's, that's Liz. That's the marketing frame right there. You see it. That's the target. You know what we call that in marketing, Julie? That's what we call it. It's called the total addressable market. Okay, there it is. It One like there is a huge addressable market here for all these menopause-related things. Yes, it's one point one addressable market. Okay, okay. So the spas and the retreats—they're getting into it. They've got herbal remedy uh, remedies, nutritional guidance, physical activity, collagen for your drying skin, compression boots to enhance the lymphatic drainage. I mean, forest bathing—they've got—they're all over that. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I'm sure they would tape your mouth if you would like them to tape your mouth. Okay. Um, but they also do a lot of programs, you know, so that um, that people can get that people, women can talk to each other about their symptoms and how they're treating it. Uh, what do you think of this? I mean, do you know, I mean, do you think this is a good idea? I mean, there's there's not a lot of scientific data that any of these treatments necessarily will alter your symptoms or change your symptoms, uh, but it may help you cope a little more. I mean, probably the biggest coping mechanism is that when you're with other people that are experiencing the same physical symptoms that you are. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I, well, I would say 
being at a spa is better than not being at a spa. If you're <laughs> okay, good point, Liz. Very good point. If you're feeling any kind of challenges at all, the, the, a spa seems like a good place to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, wh- wh- why not? We've done plenty of other bogus things. I mean, you do have to, you do it to be careful. Like, I don't, I don't want them making a ton of money off a lot of bogus things. But I'm with Liz. But women need very little convincing to go to a spa. And certainly, if you say to your your partner who may be male, like, "Oh, I'm going to a menopause weekend," they are out. They are not coming with you. They're like, please, they're go. not jealous or anything. No, no, please go, please go. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, uh, that's that's a good poll. It's just a it's just a it's medicalizing a girl's getaway, right? So yeah, fine. Any excuse you can cook up to get away with some girlfriends, go for it. That's what I say. Mm, great. All right. Here's another one. Are we in or are we out? I know we are not normally part of the Bachelor Nation. Nation. Okay. Over there on ABC, this show's been going on for years. Men and women multiple, you know, one bachelor, one bachelorette, multiple possible dates, hookups, goes on forever. I think I've seen a half, a half an episode. But this season, it's the Golden Bachelor. And it is a 72-year-old widow, widower uh, named Jerry. And there will be 22 women, 60 plus, trying to catch Jerry's eye. And I'm just, I'm a little curious about this one. So Golden Bachelor, just yes or no? Liz, yes or no? I am willing to uh, to watch one episode, but <laughs> my but my my feeling is doesn't this show really just get to like heavy drinking and sex? Isn't that yeah? Isn't that I, normally I, what the show is about? Yeah, and pitting women against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sort of not down with any any of that, but <laughs> I I would check out like who signs up for this? Who's a, yeah. I'm serious. Like okay, I I would like to see. Who, especially who the the women are like. Yeah. I hope they're all really nice and super supportive of each other. And no, not, Liz, that's not no. how the show works. Well, well we don't know. We don't know. That's why it oh, could baby. be different. Julie, it sounds like you're not interested. No, I, I, the the Bachelor franchise, I cannot get into uh, to because <laughs> I have I've seen a couple of episodes, but it's like 23 women like like doing anything to get the one man. I, I know it's bad. I can't I understand. Can't. I the can't prove this is a hundred percent rejectable. Yes. And then there's all the sex and the drinking. <laughs> okay. Then but uh, and here's my but, but I believe our sister Sheila, I know, is is really, I mean, she could be an outstanding ca- contestant. It's true. Golden bachelor. Yeah. So, Perhaps I would like Sheila to watch the show and then text us what she thinks of it. <laughs> oh, that would be, be very entertaining to me. That's yeah. a good plan. Good plan. Excellent. She, plan. Did, she did do that one reality uh, web series where she went on a date with Brad Garrett. Remember? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's going way back for that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, menopause retreats. Yes. Golden Bachelor assigned to Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> Leon and Julie here from Satellite Sisters, and we want to thank our friend Jenny Kane. Hi, Jenny. We love <laughs> Jenny Kane. We know you know it's a California brand through and through, and we love their staples because it makes getting dressed so easy. Minimalist, effortless, but totally refined. And hello, Julie Dolan. That's kind of you. Minimalist, effortless, and totally refined. What have you been wearing from Jenny Kane this week? Leon, I love the cocoon cardigan. It's perfect for the hot again, cold again weather we're having, you know, this is sweater weather. And you can just pop on that cardigan. And even if you're wearing something schlumpy underneath, all of a sudden you look elevated and you're ready to go. You look minimalist, effortless, and totally refined when you wear the cocoon cardigan. Yes, I do, Leanne. Uh, I get compliments on it too, because it's just the perfect thing to put on. Well, that's why we love Jenny Kane, is that everything is beautifully designed and really flatters the wearer. So we want to encourage you to check out everything over at JennyKane.com. You're going to find your new uniform. What is it that you want to put on that just perks up your your presentation? Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off their first order when they use code SISTERS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at JennyKane.com. 
And Jenny Kane is spelled J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E. JennyKane.com, promo code SISTERS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Thanks, Jenny. We are so happy at Satellite Sisters to have BritBox as a sponsor. You know, we love it. It's the streaming home of the best British television with exclusive mysteries, crime dramas, comedies, documentaries, and more. Julie, what's your fave? Vera, I love this show. I'm on season 11. I mean, Brenda Blethyn is such a great actress. And the character Liz Vera, I don't know if you've watched it, but she's essentially Margaret Thatcher in a trench coat, okay? (laughs) She is bossing people around and solving crime. I love her. Okay, well, I want to especially recommend Archie. Archie's a brand new limited series. It's starring Jason Isaacs as Archie Leach. Who is he? He's the man who became Cary Grant. And what's so interesting about this is it's sort of about how he became a star in old Hollywood, how he went from being Archie Leach to being Cary Grant. But also because it's him growing up in old Hollywood, there are a lot of people in the in the movie playing Doris Day, Grace Kelly, George Burns. It's little snapshots of what it was like to become a movie star back in the day. So I really enjoyed it and recommend. So sign up for BritBox today to stream Archie and any other fan favorites from any device you have. So we have a special limited time offer. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for the monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use our promo code SISTERS at checkout. Got it? Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Use promo code SISTERS at BritBox.com. We're back. Okay, Julie, you're bringing us a bunch of news stories here. The first one, college uh, college admissions. We can't get enough of this in America. That's I all mean, we like we, to talk we, about. We, we talk about it every single year, all the time. Yeah. But this, I thought, was very interesting. A New York Times journalist used a number of free AI tools like ChatGPT, Bard, and Hugging Chat to respond to essay application questions at Princeton, Yale, and Harvard. She wanted to see how how the, how these ai tools would would you know would develop a little short answer essay for the um for each each of those schools and uh she tried three different um ai apps uh so there's some good news and bad news the first one was princeton's question was write uh, about the uh, you know pick a song that is the soundtrack of your life okay oh, good good application essay question uh, but unfortunately, Chat GPT uh, suggested "Cake by the Ocean," which apparently is an R-rated song. <laughs> that includes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. So not I'm so just good. laughing, thinking of our previous conversation about The Bachelor. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty much all cake by the ocean there. Okay. <laughs> Oops. I'm sorry. Okay. 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 So that was, that didn't work out. Okay. But for oh, wait, the- Julie, doesn't that, does that get any points for keeping it real from the admissions office? You used to be an admissions office. I, I know. No, Liz, I, I think that would be, I, you know, I think the consensus would be that this was probably a poor choice or perhaps they used AI to generate their answer. <laughs> okay. All right. okay. One of the two. But here's the other news for the Yale and Harvard short essay answers. These, these AI tools did pretty well. They wrote good answers. Like, I read them as a former admissions officer. I read them. I thought they were well-constructed. I thought they were uh, thoughtful. I thought they were insightful. They provided specific specific information that gave me insight into the applicants. Uh, I rated them very highly. So I think this is like a huge problem. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, the, the journalists suggest that maybe students are just using these to draft uh, their college application essays, and then they're going to, you know, all edit them. Zhuzh them up. Yeah, zhuzh them up. Yes. <laughs> got, give, give them to their mother to zhuzh up. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's about it. But if you're reading these, you're you're going to think, oh, this this is these are really good. I mean, you're not going to immediately be able to to spot these as like, oh, this is some AI-generated answer. I mean, I know they have software now that can spot for AI-generated answers, but so you're going to need a robot 
in your admissions office, you see that to to read the robot generated answers. And then Liz, sure that's how it works with AI, Julie, but go ahead. I yes. think an actual robot. Well, software, you know, I'm just, I'm just I'm just saying that. And then for letters of recommendation, okay. If someone asks me to write a letter of recommendation, I'm using Chat GPT. I mean, this is yeah. really easy. In fact, Liz, I was so enthralled when I read this article. Uh, I know you haven't received it yet because uh, you're in Bend and not in your home in Santa Monica. But I sent you a birthday card with a Chat GPT generated birthday wish, and I, I can't wait to wow to say okay. because it's got it. It sounded pretty good. I think it. I think it really captures your spirit. And I think uh, if I hadn't told you, I I, I did it with um, an AI tool. You might have thought, "Wow, Julie really went out of her way this year to write something nice on the birthday card." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so Julie, I'm super curious about this because this is an area of expertise for you. But now, so fewer and fewer schools are requiring standardized tests. Right. Right. And all of the essays are going to be fake because right. this, this is irresistible. I mean, come on, you're 17 years old, you're 18 years old. You can do it yourself or you can have a, you know, your computer, the software do it and have it be better. So I, I just think kids and letters to recommendation writers, same. It's irresistible. So yeah. how, 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 I don't you, know. I don't know how, what they're going to do. Because how are you, you going to find out what you want to find out about these applicants? I don't know. I have no answer to that. I don't know what they're going to be doing. And then, of course, there's the new the Supreme Court rulings. I don't know what they're going to be doing in college right. universities. Right. It's, uh, so because a lot of times, you know, you would check their test score against if you see, you know, a very well written essay, you might look at their verbal scores and does that correlate, you know, uh, or, if you, you know, but you're not going to have that. So you're not going to know. It's, so I think the whole process now is going to take place inside the AI ecosystem. Yes, it is. All of, all of the, you know, the the essays are going to be fake and all of the admissions officers are just going to have their own AI programs to evaluate right. all of the applications. Right. And that's the way it's going to go, right? Robots. Robot. A robot you. That's where you're going next year. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm still back on this sort of you feed stuff in. I, I, I mean, one thing that the essay questions do, or the short essay questions, both, uh, they they drive home the fact whether you understand basic writing structure or not. Mm -hmm. like, oh, AI is, does such a good job on the uh, writing structure. Yes, that's yeah. what I was trying to get to, Julie. It's like this really, you could be admitting a lot of really bad writers to college. Like that's part, it should be part of the process is eliminating people like don't understand what a topic sentence is. And so obviously AI does. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, I always think these essay questions are kind of stupid, but at least they show structure. Like, oh, you understand how to get from point A to point B, and that's yeah. what you're going to need to do to write your first 10, 15-page paper when you get to college. But I guess you just use AI for that now, too. I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, it's problem. It's problematic. It's problematic. Okay. Well, okay. I think the whole system needs to get blown up. That's my... Yes, I think that's that is way. I don't, what's... what's do a lottery. I don't know what to I, say. That, you know that was that's that's my solution. Nobody's listening to it yet. But satellite sisters, you heard it here first. Right. Some some lottery that would be fair. But also, you have to ask the question: What should college even be if the robots can do all of this work for us? Right. <laughs> what is it that we're trying to learn or teach? Maybe we don't need to teach this anymore. It's like <laughs> no. with calculators. Who cares about math? Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Liz, I think you should start producing some robot you uh, t-shirts for our merchandise <laughs> store. Okay. But Liz, here's the second question. I wanted to ask you about this because I saw a related article about job interviews and that in particular in this last year, there's an uh, observation out there that there's been a significant increase in the number of job seekers facing an extended interview process uh, that can last a long time. For example, they, you know, if your uh, job seeker gets pre-screened with someone in HR, and then you have a phone call interview with the hiring manager, and then you have six half an hour interviews with the team members you're going to be working with, and then you have another one or two interviews with the boss or or the boss's boss. Uh, what do you what do you think of that, Liz? You know, or maybe you have to submit a writing sample, uh, do a sample presentation, a big marketing project. What do you think about all of that? 
I actually think it's good. I, I uh-huh. and and it's been going on for a while. Maybe not. I think now the process is too extended, and people never hear back from the places where they've applied, and it's all done online. Again, the robots are in charge of that too. They're doing all the initial cuts, but. I feel like the interview process is being fine-tuned so that people are really evaluating what they need. One is like team skills. So the goal of having a bunch of people be in on the interview process is you have to be able to tell, will this person work well as a member of the team? So the old days of just having the one boss uh, interview the one person and then hire them, I Yeah, I think that obviously did not work in a lot of work environments. So I kind of support the team thing. I actually think it's really interesting to make someone do a presentation. It's not something I ever did during my days in corporate America. But when you think about how important presentation skills are in most work environments now, or let's just say many, I I would support that. So I I think the idea of actually having the people do what they're going to need to do when they're on the job is a lot better than talking to them about hobbies. <laughs> you know, the things, the things people, okay. used to, people okay. used to have on their yeah. resumes. I don't want to talk about your hobby. I don't really don't care what your hobbies are. Could not care less. <laughs> okay, well, Leah, here's a related question because one employer, I saw this news article, he is doing what is known as the coffee cup test. Okay, he, this is the boss and he invites you in Uh, for an interview, and you go in the break room and he asks you if you want a bottle of water, would you like a a a coffee or a tea, and then you go have the interview. At the end of the interview, he waits to see what you do with the cup, because if you don't get up and wash and go back into the break room and wash your own cup and put it away, then he doesn't get you the job. Because he... What do you think about that? <laughs> what was that? What you said, Leo? Stupid. I, that seems really stupid. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, nobody believes in like washing your own coffee cup more than me. But <laughs> at a job interview, you would feel super awkward or you might stand up and say, what should I do with this? What would you like me to do with this? But to assume that you're obviously going to get up and go, oh, excuse me, I have to go wash my own cup. That just seems strange. He's right. offered it to you. Right, right. The cup is his responsibility. He's given you the cup. I, t- I mean, yeah, I think he's the whole trick. It's just dumb. It's just, it is it seems, it seems super reductive, too. Like, you can be a super lazy interviewer then if the only thing you care about is whether someone is going to watch their coffee cup. <laughs> okay. okay. I, well, ha- <laughs> I have a reverse example of that that actually happened to me like a million years ago when I was interviewing for my first job at Nike. I had been through one of those, Julie, what you were just describing, like all day. I've been interviewed by seven different people in different departments, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's trying to figure out who are you anyway and are you a fit here? And the, the last person I interviewed with that day was with the CEO, Phil Knight, who was the founder of the company. But we were in a building that was not the building where he worked. So we were in this like conference room and I walk in and he's there and he says, do you want something to drink? Can I get you a Coke or something? And I said, sure, I would love a water or something, thinking that there would be someone that would go do that. But no, he got up and he left the room to go do that. But he was in a building that was he was not familiar with. So, of course, he had no idea how to go do that. Like, where would that even happen in that building? So I was left alone in the room for a really long time. And then I thought, oh, this must be one of those trick things. They must have cameras on me. They're watching me now. <laughs> like, it's what, back in the day, they used to call this a stress interview. Yes. Right. Exactly. So I thought I was undergoing a stress interview. So I thought, well, what should I do? So I got up and I just started to walk around the room and pick things up. And I thought, well, what do I want to communicate to the cameras that are watching me? That I'm a super curious person. <laughs> to the robots. <laughs> yes, the robots. But we're watching. So I just started, you know, there were obviously a lot of shoes on the wall. So I started like picking up shoes and looking inside them and bending them and like I'm holding <laughs> things up. Just doing, just trying to like be a curious person. So like, I don't know how many minutes later, it was like, it was at least 10 minutes that I was left alone in that room. And he comes back in with like a little Dixie cup full of water that he obviously had never found the break room and just go on into the bathroom. And, And I'm like, 
I'm sorry, I didn't realize that was going to be such a major request. And he said, don't worry, I just never should have tried to do it myself. <laughs> so he flunked the Dixie Cup. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. So yeah, you never know what the dynamic actually is in a job interview. You got to be you got to be on your toes. All right, uh, good and good good news stories. Now we're going to switch to wild animal news. I have a trio of stories that I've been working on. So do you guys remember in the spring and the summer there were quite a few um, quite a few articles about pods of orca whales attacking ships? Do you remember this? Start no. there. Okay. Oh, but- okay. Well, there were it, quite a few. It made, it made the news. There were several dozen stories of these orca whales attacking um, sailboats. And they would gang up in like gangs of like four or five whales. And they, they'd go over and they they knock off the rudders on the sailboats and sometimes sink the boats. Okay. <laughs> so these are pretty serious. And um, so a recent study came out in Marine Mammal Science Magazine, according to National Geographic. Okay, they're like, why were the orcas doing that? That seems very strange. And Julie, Liz, this is what they found. Okay, they found that these these uh, these attacks involved nine whales. It was two groups. It was a trio, sometimes a quartet of young whales. But the ringleader was a mixed age group led by a mature female named white gladys okay so why is she she perimenopausal or menopausal that's what i want to know about i mean she was something okay white gladys was the only mature female involved so the paper's author speculated that she had been involved in the initial accidents with a boat and started to engage in retributive behavior, which was then copied by the younger whales. Uh-huh. So she led the revolution. She's like, I'm sick of these stupid sailboats sailing around in our water. I'm going to knock the rudders off. And then the younger whales were like, that looks like fun. We're going to knock the rudders off. And (laughs) one of the biologists, uh, there was actually a biologist on one of the boats that was sunk in November uh, of last year. And he said, you know, what we didn't feel was any aggression. He said, orcas, you know, they have been observed engaging in these new behaviors for a while for no obvious reason then they appear to just enjoy it. It's white Gladys, Julie and Liz. She is leading the movement for fun. They're not. Wow. They're not trying to kill everybody. But that Liz, is really cold, isn't it? That is cold orca behavior. It's just maybe Julie. Maybe she's living out Liz's. You know, Liz's my horoscope. Birthday yes. horoscope. Idiosyncratic behavior. Like, hey. Yep. This is more fun than we thought. And so they've seen these pods of white orcas. All of a sudden, they're playing around with jellyfish that they've never done. They're swimming around with them on their snouts and trying to keep them on for as long as possible. Hmm, That seems strange. They don't care. They're just having fun doing it. So there you go. White lattice. She is busting out. She is trying some new stuff. And the orca whales are following along. So there you go. It seems exceptionally distinctive and singular. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Does she have yeah. a home home ocean? What ocean does White Gladys uh, prefer? So, uh, okay. I'm not really great on oceans, uh, but <laughs> so, I just swear, just so I can make sure I don't run into White The Gladys. Iberian Peninsula, the Straits okay. of Gibraltar. Okay. So, okay. What is that? What is that? Oh, that's the Atlantic and the Atlantic. Caribbean Sea. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, we had that hurricane a couple weeks ago, right? So the story got my attention. In Ohio, they found a whole bunch of flamingos. All right. Uh, and here's how little I know about flamingos. I, I assumed that the flamingos had been like lifted up by the hurricane wings and like dropped in Ohio because I did not know that flamingos could fly. Did you? <laughs> Yes, well, I, I know that because I have a grandson and we go to the zoo all the time. He, he enjoys uh, flamingos. Yes, I, I, I had that piece of information, Lane. But they don't leave the zoo, right? I mean, we have no. flamingos at the zoo. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, they could be non flying birds like, you know, penguins. No, they're not, Liz. They fly. They fly. That's so I, I know we're supposed to be struck by the fact that they're in Ohio and that must have been fun. And I guess there were posts all over social media like, oh, my gosh, look, flamingos in Ohio. This is great. So scientists speculate 
that they were migrating. Again, who knew? Uh, they were migrating <laughs> between uh, Central America and the Caribbean when the storm struck. So they just started flying north and ended up in Ohio. But just a lot of surprising news in there. Flamingos in Ohio and flamingos can fly. So that's a breaking, I think, welcome. Okay. okay. Good. <laughs> I like Leanne, you're just continuing to learn. It's great. I keep it up. It is. Okay. And then this is, is just a total t waste of time that I want to tell you about. Julie and Liz, I know you're not on TikTok because you're afraid of, I don't know, you know, the getting addicted to it. Chinese. I'm afraid yeah. of getting the Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But well, here's what you're missing. You are missing millions and millions of videos that millions and millions of people all over the globe are enjoying about chipmunks that just stuff their faces with nuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, this is an account and um, it features a whole bunch of chipmunks. Uh, it's one guy. He appears to keep chip chunk chipmunks around and they're all named squishy and squeegee and mushy i mean they have great chipmunk names first of all so good for him sushi and um he holds a camera and a handful of nuts and they come running over and they just keep shoving those nuts in their face you cannot believe how many nuts a chipmunk can get in their mouth and the videos you cannot stop watching and in the meantime his annoying voice is going on but he's also scratching their dummies so it's just that's <laughs> just an incredible so you're really not writing another book you're just watching chipmunk <laughs> videos is that it Leon? I mean, this is sort of everything wrong about human beings interacting with wild animals. I can't get enough of it. So you can find that if you're on Chipmunk on TikTok at Chipmunks of TikTok. It's a great hashtag. Anyway, I enjoy the fact that you have classified chipmunks as wild animals. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back next week, Liz, with bear news. Okay. <laughs> Leon and Julie here from Satellite Sisters, and you know we love Pros. Pros is the custom hair care system that is truly made to order, and we are big proponents of Pros here at Satellite Sisters. Thank you, Pros, for supporting us and for supporting our hair goals. I mean, Julie, I am trying to get my hair in shape for my book tour, which starts in a little bit. I am going to be out and about. I'm going to be walking into rooms. I've got to get going. i got to make sure the hair looks good because people are looking what do you think, Jill? Give me your honest assessment of my my pros progress. Leon, I'm looking at your hair on the screen, and it looks great. It's it's full of body. It's bouncy. Whoa, look at that! Just when you zhuzh it up like that, it's amazing. I mean, you don't have any of that dryness you used to have in your hair. You know, uh, you make me a little jealous, Leon. You got some good looking hair going there. Thank you. You know what? I have seen a giant difference since I've been on the whole pros regime. I take the hair vitamins that are, you know, specifically prescribed for me. Uh, they, I took the hair quiz. They analyzed my hair type. They know where I live. They know uh, in terms of the weather. They know how, how often I go swimming. They know this. They know that. I take the vitamins. I use the shampoo, the conditioner, the post uh, leave-in conditioner when I'm in a really dry place or it's the winter season. And I do think I'm making a lot of progress. Thank you, Julie. I, I appreciate that. Uh, if you want to make progress with your hair, check out Pros. Custom made-to-order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 50% off your first subscription order today. Plus, 15% off and free shipping every subscription order after that. Okay, so that's great. 50% off your first subscription order plus 15% off and free shipping every subscription order after that. Go to pros.com slash sisters. And pros, you know, is P-R-O-S-E. Pros.com slash sisters for your free in-depth hair consultation and 50% off your first subscription order. Thanks, pros. Thanks for my hair. We want to thank ButcherBox for being a sponsor of Satellite Sisters and a sponsor for a long time. We appreciate that kind of support. And listeners, if you love Satellite Sisters, we really believe you're going to love ButcherBox, where you can get incredible deals on premium cuts of beef. And deals this good are hard to come by even at the grocery store. All right. What we love about ButcherBox? Convenience. High quality meat and seafood you can trust that shows up right at your doorstep with free shipping always and you can curate that customized box plan. And you know who this is perfect for, Jewel? 
No, laying what? The meal preppers in your life. Okay, meal prepping now is being taken to a whole new level. We used to just think of it as making a few things on Sunday, but no, people are on top of it. They are planning out their meals for the week and ButcherBox is designed for this. It's perfect. You get these proportioned, you know, high quality meat servings that come right in. It's right in your freezer. You can look ahead for the week ahead and go, okay, I've got chicken. I've got the salmon. I've got the scallops. Oh, I've got steak tips. Fantastic. My week is done. So if you're a meal prepper, you're getting organized with your meals this week, ButcherBox is for you. I absolutely love the quality. This is exactly how I plan my meals. Looking in my freezer, what do I have? Let's go. So we want to tell you, Satellite Sisters, about a great deal. The key to becoming a meal prep master? Stay stocked up on the essentials. ButcherBox is here to help you do just that. They're offering Satellite Sisters listeners their choice of a weeknight meal must-have. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year, plus $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free offer and get $20 off. That's right, butcherbox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. Okay, we are back with a big announcement. This is good news for us and for all of you who have already gotten in on the action. The tickets for Big Fun Weekend are sold out. We are super happy. Are we sisters at the group? Yes. Had? We can't wait. Yes. We can't wait. It's big, but not too big. It'll be, you know, we said bring a friend, make a friend. We're definitely getting that vibe that you're bringing your friends or you're coming alone, you're making friends. We have uh, we have a lot of organizing uh, that we've already done and now we're in the final month. But so tickets are sold out. Thank you to everyone who bought a ticket. We are so looking forward to seeing your faces. As we have said from the very beginning, to be in the same room together is going to be super exciting. So no more tickets, but what is still open, of course, is the new Satellite Sisters shop. So I just want to remind people, we have Satellite Sisters merch there. So not just big fun weekend stuff. We have some fun stuff. Have you guys been ordering a little bit of merch, testing out a few of the products? I yes. I ordered, yeah. I just got that black fleece that says Satellite Sisters on yeah. it. And I washed it. I love the way it came out out, out of the wash. Uh, I'm waiting for the temperature to drop here in Texas, but I can't <laughs> wait to wear my black fleece. It looks good. Okay. And Leon, you specifically requested yoga mat towels for the shop. Yes. And, uh, so, because you are, there is a yoga class uh, at the Big Fun Weekend. So I don't know if you've had a chance to test those towels yet, but we're looking forward to, uh, you know, the yogis. Now that everyone knows that yogic breathing is the way to go, you don't have to tape your mouth shut, that I feel like get yourself a towel and just lay on the floor and and do the breathing the way Leanne tells you to. Exactly. Well, I'm not teaching the class. Mary, who's a Satellite Sisters listener and a certified yoga teacher, is teaching it. Uh, but I did I did order my towels. They have not arrived yet. So I'm waiting okay. for them. Let's, I can't wait. And I'm bringing, so them, not bringing them to Minneapolis for the class. Excellent. So the Satellite Sisters shop it is open. The quickest way to get there is just go to SatelliteSisters.com. And at the top of the homepage, you'll see shop. And you can click on that. But we'll also put links all around in all of our other social forums. So the event is closed, but the shop is open. You know, speaking of our other forums, the Satellite Sisters Facebook group has just been on fire lately. I mean, we always say it's the nicest corner of the Internet, but it's also just the most helpful corner of the Internet. People in our Facebook group know everything. They have questions yes. about everything. And then someone has an answer about everything. So like just this week, here here's some of the, you know, questions in the world we have solved. Should I buy a really expensive blow dryer? You know, where should where should I stay at the Great Barrier Reef? Can I pack my percussive massage gun in my suitcase? It's a good question. That is a good one. one. Has anyone ever ordered a casket from a third party vendor? Well, I didn't even know there was such a thing. That was a shocker. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, great follow up on Ireland, on the Lincoln Lawyer, on the Blue Zone documentary, on Jimmy Buffett, on Chicken Marbella. And Liz, your shock of the week was Heather Quinn. What what was she? Heather Quinn, a longtime member of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. She's in the process of leaving her job of 20 years to take a job 
at Space Force. She's taking a civilian <laughs> job at Space Force. So the fact that we have a satellite sister who will be a member of the Space Force, I think is unbelievably exciting. Congratulations. Mind-blowing. I love yes. it. Yes. She it, is, she's a scientist and she's going to the Space Force. We, we love that, Heather. All right. All great. So if you want to join us over on Facebook, we we promise it's nice. So you do just search Satellite Sisters on Facebook. You do have to answer the membership questions. We're just trying to really keep it to people who listen to the podcast or get the newsletter or have some other connection with us. So um, so do that and you're in. If you're going to Big Fun Weekend, there's a special Facebook group for you so you guys can communicate there. Want to remind people that we're doing some Instagram Lives now. Uh, normally on Friday, we're going to be dropping a few more of those in, um, over the next couple of months. So at Sat Sisters is our Facebook. Uh, those are the best places. Those are the best places to find us. Uh, entertaining sisters. All right, Jewel, what do you got? I have a recommendation this week, sisters. This is a three-part series. It's on BritBox and the name of it is Stonehouse. And this is based on the real-life events of a British MP named John Stonehouse who faked his own death in 1974. In 1974, do you remember? Liz, do you remember this? I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't. But I'm fascinated by all fake-your-own-death stories. Okay, okay. Well, all right. So he he was in Britain. Some things were going on. He felt like he had to get out of his situation. So we flew to Miami, and then he left his clothes and his passport on the beach in Miami to make it look like he was drowned, like he drowned, or he was eaten by a shark, or perhaps maybe White Gladys, maybe she was out there. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Okay, uh, and so and then he disappeared to Australia. Okay, that was that was it. He was, I mean, his obituary was in all the London papers that he was, you know, this famous MP, and you know, he was dead. But it was an unsuccess. He was unsuccessful. Like like six weeks later, they caught him, and so <laughs> it was oops. Okay, but here's the story gets even crazier. Okay, uh, John Stonehouse was a Labor Party member. Okay, and this is at the time when the Labor Party had just the narrowest margins. Um, you know, only a one vote margin. So when he was he was taken to jail for fraud, and when he was l- released on bail, he was still in the parliament. They didn't kick him out of the Labor Party because they needed his vo- vote. Seriously? Okay. Yes, seriously. Oh God, that's hilarious. Okay. So this is a wacky tale, okay? There's great acting in it. It stars Matthew McFadden, who... You you know is Tom oh. from Succession? Yes, yes. Tom Wamsbegans from Succession. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or how about Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice? Yes. How Clinton? about it? Yes. Right. Uh, he's he's incredible, and his real life wife Keely Hawes plays his wife in this uh, three part series. So fabulous acting, incredible set designs, all set in the seventies. And just a crazy, crazy story that is actually true. So uh, I think this is a real winner on BritBox. It's a BritBox original three-part series called Stonehouse. Okay, I just want to mention, too, BritBox is coming on board as the sponsor of Satellite Sisters. So not yet. So we don't have an offer, but in a couple of weeks. So, and I said, yeah, we already watch a lot of BritBox. Yes. And recommend them to our audience who are a big BritBox fans. So uh, so that's great. Good work, Joel. That's good because I've, I've, I've never watched any of your recommendations because I'm not a member yet. But as long as we're going to get a deal in the next month <laughs> or so, I can I can hold off for Stonehouse. Okay. Mm. Um, all right. I have an Entertaining Sisters recommendation that's a little bit overdue. I've been meaning to mention this since about July. Here I am in Bend, Oregon, uh, as I told you. And there is a vegan food truck here in Bend, Oregon, that I've mentioned before called A Broken Angel. And I've mentioned it because not only is the food delicious, but it is also run by a Satellite Sister listener, Barb Troyer. And I've met Barb. Like, the food truck has moved around town, like, over the last five or ten years. It's been in various places. It's in a new place now. But I always try to make a visit there when I'm here. Well, here's the deal. Of all people, Guy Fieri featured a broken angel 
on a summer episode of the Food Network show Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. <laughs> like, God, oh, yeah, that's a very popular show. And yeah, that's super popular. I just, apparently it's been running for such a long time. And now they're doing stuff in Bend, Oregon. So anyway, so congratulations to Barb and her partners, uh, the chef. And uh, there's another guy that works there too. Uh, so they were on this episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. They, uh, of course, he loved their food. You know, the food is good. One of the things they made on the show is oaky fried rice, which is delicious. I've had that. And uh, grilled artichoke tostadas, which oh. I have never had. But doesn't that sound good? That anyway, so, so I put the the recipe, the oaky recipe is in our food notes. It's also on Food Network's website. And there are a couple of different places where you can find online, you can find the episode. Um, you have to be various members of various things. Anyway, um, I just want to say congratulations to Satellite Sister Barb Troyer and uh, A Broken Angel. Good for you. That's great. Oh, that's cool. I think I'll put that recipe in this week's pep talk as well. Oh, so just so idea. people have, I'll link to it in the pep talk. Uh, so yeah. That's our newsletter. You can sign up for that at SatelliteSisters.com. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, Liam, they, they make almost everything in-house. They make their own organic spice blends and their salsas. And, mm. and so all of that is in the Oki Fried Rice. So I think people will enjoy it. Fantastic. Great. All right. That is our show for today. Thanks so much for listening to Satellite Sisters and thanks for supporting the people who support us. We really appreciate the whole sisterhood uh, and our sponsors. Um, it's how we're able to do the show. A big thanks to Sergio Enriquez, our engineer, and Emily Borgine, our graphic designer. Um, it, it, you know, We'd like to thank Kate, our webmaster. We don't thank Kate enough, but she does great work for us too. She's been helping us out on the store as well. Um, all right. Our to-do list. Well, big week here in, in Pasadena, we are getting an Erewhon. And if you're unfamiliar with this, then I guess you just don't want to look I'm at You don't, you don't follow don't. celebrity smoothies. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what this is. Explain. So, Explain. Celebrities, they're just like us. Okay. This is a super high end grocery store that specializes in like $20 green juices named after celebrities or whatever. Um, it's a fancy pants grocery store. There are about 10 of them all over the Los Angeles area. And now they're opening a branch in Pasadena in a building that used to be an iMagnet. So you can see it's a nice building. Uh, so opening day tomorrow at the Erewhon. Uh, I had to tap into the knowledge of my son's girlfriend, Keegan. She's connected to everything. I said, keep me posted. Let me know what's happening. So she's been texting me about like, here's opening day. Here's the rundown of what they're doing. Wellness day on Saturday, Leanne. So we're we're on it. We're going to be, okay. be checking out the <laughs> giving out free lattes on opening day with all kinds of milks that are not from cows. And, um, <laughs> and I'm just excited. It looks like I won't be shopping there regularly because it is crazy expensive. But do I love a good grocery store, you know, trip? You know it. You better believe it. <laughs> you know, Erewhon, welcome to Pasadena. Uh, Erewhon is nowhere backwards, by the way. So, oh, uh, oh that's a good super deep. Super deep. So anyway, that's on my to-do list. Can't wait. Can't wait. Okay, well, on my to-do list, first of all, a Satellite Sister, a shout-out to for this sensational Coco Golf. Oh, yeah. U U.S. Open this week. What a sensational tournament she had. She just was so great and so gracious and winning, and uh, it, was a, it was very thrilling. I, I had tears. How about you guys? Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, <laughs> my God. And you know who loves Coco Golf more than anything in the world? Chrissy Everett. Just could not stop talking. I know about what a fantastic person Coco Goff is. Yes. I just thought that was so cute how much she loves Coco. Okay, so I watched the U.S. Open, and now it's tennis season here in Dallas. Now, uh, I play in a women's tennis league, 5,000 women all over Dallas. You know, we play on all kinds of courts. And this isn't for money. I mean, there's no money involved, but you wouldn't know that, okay? <laughs> this is a death sport, okay? It is just, I mean, every, you know, it is very competitive. People want to win. And I was thinking... 
what is it that like Coco has that I don't have? I'm besides youth and speed and coordination and talent, right? What is it that made makes her a winner? I need to be a winner. And you know what I realized it is? She has a team in a box. Okay. She has her team. They're in yeah, a box. Yeah. They're wearing t-shirts. It's their team. I need a team in a box, sisters. That's <laughs> what I want. Okay. I think it's going to really help my matches this year. <laughs> and that could help more than taping your mouth shut. I think that, that's good. Just, you know, Liz, I'm going to show up on Thursday with tape on my mouth. I'm just going to do that. I think it would really freak out my opponents. Okay. I love it. I think it would be intimidating, Julie. I do. Yes. Yes. That's what I need, Liz. The competitive edge. Yes. Okay. My to-do list. I am having a birthday dinner tonight with my friend, very, very close friend who lives here in Bend. Uh, Judy and I are going out to dinner and... This is exciting because we both have birthdays around each other. We're both Virgos, so we always like to spend a little birthday time together. But also, uh, Judy managed to make an escape. She and her husband go to Burning Man every year. Oh, and no. So this year, they were there but and made an escape. So I just cannot wait to hear the Escape from Burning Man story. That's <laughs> okay. like <laughs> a report maybe next week on satellite system. Maybe next week. Just that I just just that I know someone that actually had to make a run for it from Burning Man makes me very happy. That yeah. Ooh, we have busy weeks this week. <laughs> Grocery store, Burning Man, tennis. Very busy. Very busy. All right, sisters, have a great week. You too, Liam. You too, Liam. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>